you're just entertaining, right? Like, there are people that like watching Stephen A. and his um, questionable hot takes, right? He's a, he's an interesting character. Question. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is much more serious, okay? Mm-hmm. But around the, around the same general topic. How do you feel about the concept that... There isn't much room on the mainstream with mainstream money for black male journalists because you have to be because those jobs tend to go towards the black male athlete unless you're like a Are we talking about like sports journalists and stuff? Or talking heads, I guess. Right? So you think of like the talking heads of like ESPN Fox Sports One that are black males? Stephen A. Smith, Michael Wilborn, and like one other person that has been around for 20 years, 25 years, um, they're the only people you see. Every other black male talking head is a former athlete of like whatever level that is. How do you feel? Because like I've heard that brought up by other by black journalists. Uh, Roland Martin is what I talked about. Listen to he's not he's not a sports journalist, but he's like a uh, advocate yeah. of black journalist in the you know, mainstream sense, right? Yeah. He's the one that brought that up, and I never really thought about that. How do you feel about that? Just from like your initial thoughts. Um, so I think that I'd argue that there's probably some truth to it. Not so much because like there's no place for. You know, the dudes that weren't that aren't that weren't athletes on that level or whatever. But like the advantage of like hiring an athlete, like one of these athletes is that like people are already familiar with them in whatever sports you have them talking about, mm. generally speaking. And like basically all them dudes are super confident in the way that like they phrase things, right? Yeah. Remember how like right before like Alan hit record, right? I was saying that um, something Gary Pear said he's has said occasionally on like on college basketball is like it's more important to sound confident than to like actually know what you're talking about yeah. in the like when like in front of the camera and whatever. And yeah. some of that is just like it's like there's this thing that people do where it's like there if you sound like like are right, with scientists and whatever, right? You know, there's like the tendency to talk in like probabilities and percentages and stuff and to people who don't who aren't familiar with stuff right they're going to hear that and and like they're going to think you don't actually know what you're talking about yeah um and like i would imagine right there'd be a tendency for a lot of the the um sport black male sports journalists who like weren't former players to be more comfortable talking in like those you know probabilities that like acknowledging the uncertainties of situations and whatever whereas with a lot of the athletes it's just kind of like for for i'd argue for like a lot of them ones in particular a lot of the ones that end up you know in front of the screen they talk like they know exactly what they're talking about even if everything coming out their mouth is hot garbage it's it's an interesting thought uh, that you can have as much credible clout 
as you possibly can. But at the end of the day, to make the most money, you can say whatever. That's not credible at all. You just have to be confident. So you can build up credible clout and then just disregard it once you get to a certain level. That is backwards, but it falls in line with the economics that comes behind it. Right. right? Because no one wants to watch intelligent sports talk um, with no kind of confliction. But then people will pay, will, companies will pay, and you know, we'll get a lot of talking points from confliction because that gets views up and all kind of stuff. That's literally why Skip Bayless has a job. Why does this man have a job? For what we just talked about. Confidently saying nonsense. That is why he has a job in the first place. But you will see a lot more non-black male Skip Baylesses because they're allowed to be in those spaces than you will black Skip Baylesses because you have to be an athlete to get to that point to say nonsense. Now, you do have Stephen A. Smith, right? But Stephen A. Smith is one person? You know what I mean? Like, I would be very surprised if any of us right here, between three of us, for the, you know, the highest grossing news channels in the world, right? So it's like NBC, uh, ESPN, Fox Sports, uh, CBS, uh, whatever, right? If we all combined can name 10, I can name three. Michael Wilborn, Stephen A. Smith, and Brian Gumble. That's it. Bomani Jones. Yeah. Bomani Jones. Uh, oh, Chris Broussard. Uh, buddy who used to be on no, count, uh, Numbers. Numbers Never Lie. I can't think of his name, even though his name is look, very uh, he generic. Is, he's gone. He was next to uh, Old Girl, right? Yeah, he's, he's over mm-hmm. at Peacock now, though. Is he in so Peacock? Because I only see him on YouTube for like these random little things I've never heard of before. Yeah, it's him and another dude. Michael something, right? Yes. Uh, I was about to say Michael Strahan, but that's a completely different that's, dude. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> okay, so we have... I'm going to count him because so we all know who we're talking about. That's six. Yeah, his partner. Seven. I don't. I can't name... I can't think of his name. His partner right now? Yeah, his partner is black. In the, and right now, we're grasping at straws. His, like, I, don't, I don't know his name, but he, he's there. I mean, he's a famous journalist. He's just before my time. Feel me? Uh, yeah, he's a famous journalist before your time. He should be, if he's not famous enough for you to know, and we're actually, we're actually listening to sports. You know what I mean? He's not famous enough. It's, it's not like he's before your time and he doesn't exist in a current uh, ecosystem of sporting journalism. He's still around. You just, we just don't know. You know what I mean? Uh, but, okay, fine. That's seven. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> that's it. That is, 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 is that's, that's pretty bad, right? Um, and, you know, this past week, they had the whole controversy uh, between the former quarterback for the 49ers and 
the Asian woman journalist for ESPN, where essentially he said, essentially, and I'm paraphrasing, the guy for the 49ers or former player for the 49ers said that she really couldn't talk about sports because she didn't play football. She didn't talk. She couldn't talk about football because she didn't play football. Right. Shout like, out that's Nick, huh? Paraphrasing, but essentially what he said. Um, and it's just like that was wild because like that's the whole point we're talking about right now. Do you gotta play a sport to talk about? It? Do you gotta play a sport? So in a high if I may, sport? if I may, like one short answer, no. But also just talking about football specifically for a brief moment. Um, and like having a father who has football, you football, we'll get away from it momentarily. (laughs) We'll get away from it momentarily. Um, but like as somebody who like has like my dad, his coached football, right? Like there are nuances in football in particular that are, that you aren't going like, but it's very difficult to appreciate if you haven't played it. Uh, right, that like stuff like you would just never think about right. be something that mattered if like you haven't played it, and like the only reason I know these things even exist is because of my dad because I've never played football, like not as like not on not like organized football anyway. See, my thing is I get that for coaching. I don't necessarily <laughs> agree at all when it comes to just talking about this, talking yeah. about the sport. Like that's completely different than if you're coaching. If I'm a quarterback, right, mm-hmm. I want my quarterback coach to understand what it's like to be in the pocket when it when the defensive line claps on you. I, right. Like, I understand the continuities between that, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm just a person talking about a sport, I can watch a sport. I'm, some of the most knowledgeable people I know about basketball, transition back, uh, some of the most knowledgeable people I know who talk about basketball, have not played basketball on like the highest levels, right? Mm-hmm. But they watched the best. They watched the worst, right? They watched basketball, so they had so they know certain things that, you know, if you do these certain things, then you're more likely to succeed on the other end. But you don't have to be in there boxing out to watch that work. You had to have seen Charles Barkley box out, right? To understand that, huh? He's boxed out, and he's one of all. He's one of the all-time great, great one of the all-time great rebounders at like six four. Why doesn't everybody do that? You know what I mean? But like that's 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 vision and that's knowledge of the game and that kind of stuff, right? That that comes with you know uh, watching the game. So listen, these are all topics that I tend to think about every so often as you know somebody who talks about sports. Uh, not not for a living. Hopefully, hopefully someday. Um, uh, so is it, I don't know. I find, I find all this stuff very interesting. I'm gonna be real with you. I think I'm on the other side of the spectrum because uh, at the end of the day, we as like as sports fans, just as people who really enjoy basketball, at some point we all had our win moment with ESPN or Fox News where we. Fox, Fox Sports, where we okay. all <laughs> for Freudian slip, uh, where we all had our moments where it was like, okay, they, they don't, they're not talking about anything. So when when we grasp that, that's when we know like journalism is not TV. TV is strictly for entertainment. Like 
there are so many inflammatory things when like you get knowledgeable of the game and you hear them talk you're like that doesn't make any sense and i feel like the value that those black professional athletes bring in name and face value i think something i thought about though that's strictly it I think they also have the advantage of like being able to having an easier time getting into certain rooms and have having conversations with certain people. Yeah, but that that brings back the that brings back the entertainment factor. Because think about it: has Vince Carter broken any news? No. That's right. He is retired. Has JJ Reddick broken any news? No. No, but that is a good podcast. (laughs) Has Kendrick Perkins broken any news? That's my knowledge. We can can go on and on. They're not newsbreakers. They're strictly there because you will turn turn in and be like, I don't don't know exactly who who this person is, but you you want to see the person that you've you've always like recognized and you grew up with. It's like, I want to see what they think about basketball. Yes, they may be fed some lines on some stuff like like I hate I hate to do this to Vince Carter. But when Vince Carter started, he was not that good at this. He w- he was not good on being in front of the camera yet. Kendrick Perkins, who was starting over his words like a speed bump, baby. Every single word was a speed bump for that man. It is it's no offense to them. They're going to bring a level of entertainment to the show that, you know, and because they have name and face recognition, it goes back into the only thing that matters, views. See, but I think for me, the economics behind it matter. Right? They, they, they're making significantly, on average, significantly more than the average journalist. And, you know, when you're Stephen A. Smith, let's say he retires, right? When he retires, he will have the ability to put himself into positions or buy things into the buy buy things or startups, whatever it is, right? That he has the opportunity to be in those rooms because financially he will have a backing behind him, a yeah. face behind him, because uh, you know, is the, the face is the the logo it is the advertisement this is what i bring to the table right right that goes a long ways outside of i'm breaking this news i'm breaking that okay i understand that's where journal what journalism is but then when you become like the supreme journalist then not only like like cool there's a reason why adrian Wojnowski, there's a reason why he didn't stay at Yahoo and he went to ESPN. Right? He could stay at Yahoo and be doing the exact same things he had been doing for a long time and been being the best at it, but he went to ESPN making significantly more money, but also everybody now knows what he looks like outside of a Twitter Abby that's this big. Right? So, when he's done... Because we know because we know what he looks like, he can go on to do certain things that no, no other journalist could. Even the things that he could have done just at Yahoo. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it I does. If I might make an argument, though, Stephen A is more of a TV personality than a journalist and has been for a long time. Yeah. But and he also has 25 years before he was on TV. Fair, but right, like so he's from Philadelphia. Look, I I give all the credit to the world to Stephen A. Smith. He started off literally. Well, he went to HBCU, and he literally just grinded and grinded and grinded to where he is today. But I am not a big fan of the one. Right, the one guy. Right. Uh, the one black guy that that can make it, whatever, right? And I give all credit to him, but there should be more opportunity for other journalists to do that. I understand the player analysis, right? Let's just take TNT, for example, right? I understand the player analysis, not even talking about Shaq or Chuck or Kenny. That's like strictly entertainment right kenny runs to the board that's entertainment right and now he's like a hologram on the board that's like pure entertainment but like you know uh you have you know with the days where the days where they're gone and you know you have when Dwayne wade's on there that's more analyzing and when uh and when uh kenneth parker that's more analyzing with uh, reggie miller that's when i understand the player in the position to analyze but at some point, there are too many players and not enough objectivity from the outside looking in. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay, I feel you. Yes. Has it really been 46 minutes? I mean, we haven't been like, recording long. It's been yeah. 7, 4 to 5. Uh, but it's not recording that long. <laughs> Almost 18 minutes into this thing. And we haven't done introductions. Guys, welcome to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. I am your host, Alan Pettigrew Jr. And in front of me are my two beautiful friends, Calvin McGowan and Philip Dixon. Guys, go ahead and let the people hear your voice. Once again, everybody, you know, I'm Calvin McGowan. It's always, it's a pleasure. Uh, And yeah, glad to be here once again. Well, how's it going, everybody? The name's Pete Dizzle. I'm joking, Philip Dixon, uh, a.k.a. Deodorant Boy, and, uh, you know, uh, just here to have a good time talking about basketball. Calvin, I'm a.k.a. is half the, the cliff, the a.k.a.'s, boy. I literally have deodorant right here, so, <laughs> and I haven't used it yet, so. Whatever, man. <laughs> but, uh, okay, guys, uh, let's go ahead and get into some NBA news, guys. The NBA All-Star starting fives have been announced, and people seem to be in a uprage over one starting uh, starting small forward in particular, my guy Andrew Wiggins. As a Kansas fan, I'm not bad at anything that has to do with Kansas. Oh, a Kansas man, and Andrew Wiggins in particular, getting some notoriety. Do you guys have any issue with him becoming an All-Star starter this year? No issue with it. I don't care. He can dunk. That's cool. In the Ford All Star game, um, then he get a lot of votes because because of, of like a, a BTS guy, the Korean pop group. Yeah, he, like, he, like tweeted about him, and then all of a sudden an influx of influx of just votes went for him. You know what? That's cool too. Uh, nice little weird story to put out there. Um, 
and all this would happen. I mean, he almost didn't play, right? Remember, he didn't want to get vaccinated, and then eventually he did what Kyrie never did. Uh, so, you know, I kind of respect him for changing his mind and actually doing it instead of like trying to use some religious exemption. <sighs> but also, um, uh, I, as a Kansas fan myself, feel opposite from you. A bird. You're a bird. Keep going, though. Yeah, yeah, I feel opposite than you because he played horrible in the game we lost against Stanford and like didn't take no shots. No one likes Andrew Wiggins for the Jayhawks. Uh, I don't understand where that came from. Um, you're lying to yourself. Um, just because he's with KU, let's not forget his tenure at KU. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, his hoop mixtape was nice, though. That, look, that's part of the reason why we even talking about Andrew Wiggins to this very day. The best hoop mixtape, whatever, so far. You, you got to let go of the past. Let go of that hurt. Like we not we not getting that game back. We gotta move on, bro. Wait, you said what? We not getting that game back for against no, Andrew. You gotta move on. I don't leave the past behind me. I bring that with me, and That's it's not like no, it's not like a real grudge. Like I don't bring real grudges with me, right? But like, I just like to handle the guy. Like I can't help that. And his, his and he ugly. Oh, come on, man. That's 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 not enough. Look. I saw people say, like, Rudy Gobert deserves the spot more than Andrew Wiggins. And Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert. The dude who we rag on all the time. And, yes, he is having an incredible season. That is Twitter, dog. You know Twitter always got... Okay. Something got to be wrong for it to be popular on Twitter. And so, for me, I'm really happy for Andrew Wiggins. Like... As much as we used to talk about Andrew Wiggins being a bust, even though he's playing for one of the worst franchises in all of NBA history, the Minnesota Timberwolves, he is probably one of the most consistent first-round picks that we've had in almost 20 years. He is a career 18-point-per-game scorer and has never fell below that. This season is actually his lowest scoring season of his career, and he's actually figured out on the defensive end for the first, well, not the first time. Second time last year. Yeah. He's actually a really good defender, and Golden State always needs somebody to play this position. Like, he is Andre Iguodala with an actual scoring repertoire, because Andre Iguodala... Those those numbers after that All Star appearance are awful. Are we talking about Andrew Wiggins? But that man from Canada, so we kind of boring. Um, he, he ain't got no quotes. He ain't got nothing. You know, Andrew Wiggins. Most but he always shows up on game day. And like, he always physically. puts up more than ten points. Or he puts up one right. more than ten. Uh, he puts up more than uh, single digits on one statistical category that's not minutes. So I appreciate with that aspect. Right, uh, I actually didn't realize that his 18 points per game was his lowest. I actually didn't realize that. Um, but the narrative around Andrew Wiggins has been harsh mm-hmm. his his whole career, um, especially in Minnesota uh, when he's with Anthony Towns, and he, you know, he's not he's just not a number one. Period. He's not number one. He's not number two. He's number three option. So he was able to go to a situation to where he like blossomed to himself, and I appreciate and I, and I appreciate that. 
Um, and I'm not upset at all for him to have this all-star voting, uh, for him to be a starter. I'm not upset at that at all. Huh. If you are upset at that, I think you're kind of being a hater, to tell you the truth. Because he's done nothing wrong. He did, He says nothing. He does nothing. He goes out there and plays basketball. And then, because remember when he got drafted? When he got, was, when, when he got drafted or a couple years after he got drafted, his brother was the one saying all the wild things. His brother went to college at Wichita State. Uh, he was saying all the wild things. Andrew Wiggins don't say nothing. He just, he, he looked like a kid. He, he goes there, he plays, smiles, he goes home. That's really what happened. So I don't know how you can hate on that to the truth. So, like, I think some of it, like you mentioned, is, like, the narrative, right? And, like, he's one of those dudes who, like, have the distinction of being appointed the next LeBron. Like, we get one of those dudes every couple years. Like, the best prospect since LeBron, right? Yeah. It was, like, what, Wiggins? Jabari Parker, Ben Simmons, Zion Zion Williamson. Fairness, the only reason that one might not hold is because he won't be on the floor long enough for it, too. R.J. Barrett had it for six months. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's not good. Like, coming coming into college, people thought R.J. was the better prospect. Yeah. But, like, they thought he was a better prospect just because he wasn't playing against little white kids in South Carolina, right? No, like, the... Like they didn't. You see how people, people didn't. People thought Zion was all athleticism. They didn't think he had the level of skill that he did show once he got to Duke. Yeah, I will say this though. Sorry, keep going, Alan. And you see how big R.J. Barrett is right now? Yeah, he been that big since he was a senior in high school. He one of them. Yeah. Yeah, like he he, he was fully finished, like super winning jeans because the Montvert days, and like he pretty the minute he came over from Canada, they were like, no. That's the one. <laughs> okay, now that's yeah, I understand that. Uh, the, he had a lot of pressure on him. Andrew Wiggins was like not early, but Andrew Wiggins was like a trailblazer, I would say, in like the LeBron comparisons, because LeBron comparisons didn't really happen to Miami or for high school students. It didn't happen to like the Miami years and late Miami years at that. Um, like, oh, we're gonna be next LeBron, and then they start. And then they started to come every year, right? And I think that's no, I don't think I know for a fact that was just lazy, right? Because mm-hmm. there's not gonna be another LeBron. Like for what we know right now, there's not gonna be another LeBron, right? And it's weird because they're trying to they're trying to convince people with the brawny LeBron comparisons. If if you if you look at certain like mainstream circles they're trying to like make that weird comparison by having them like and if some of them it's like subliminal because they like have, have a picture of them side to side blocking a shot a chase down block or whatever it is and having brawny in position for like a momental like a, or monumental like a lebron moment right like i'm just like that's not the same thing like that pressure is going to be different because he's like LeBron's kid and stuff, but like, why would you put a pressure on somebody? But imagine not even being LeBron's kid. So, like, at least Bronny was like raised in that. Imagine not being LeBron's kid, and all of a sudden they're just like pouring on you. And that's what Andrew Wiggins was kind of a trailblazer for. For the you know Ben Simmons all kinds of stuff come afterwards. Um, you know, he also got to- traded for Kevin Love before he played a game of basketball. I just want to throw that out there. He did. That is true. That did happen. Um, and people were trying to figure out if that was a good move or not. I remember that. 
Um, I argue that it was virtually like trading the same exact player. I would uh, disagree, but I would also disagree with that. When we talk about winning or affecting winning because of Uh what Minnesota is, it is exactly the same thing. I think, yeah, but you could just continue to suck. But like, you could say that about like move like moving Garnett or whatever. It's it's the it's the Timberwolves. No, because Garnett was going to like conference championships. Like he had he had a stint. Like okay. that that was I greatness. Think, but they also had a lot of other people to help him out. Like I, I, think, I don't know what's up with that era, but like since then, trash. It's uh well you had Kevin Garnett. That's what's up that era. Um, yeah, Anthony Edwards like, literally black Jesus for them. What they had same cell too, right? Yep. They yeah. also had like Spreewell and stuff there too. Like they, they had talent. It just wasn't it, a uh I would disagree with you on the Kevin Love take. But I will say this. If Andrew Wiggins didn't leave, he would be nowhere near the same player he is now. Because like even though right now he's like a very basic player in terms of like what he does in terms of defense kind of stuff, uh, they needed a rebounder. He'd be a much better rebounder than he is now. Uh, if he would stay, because the reason that the Kevin thing, the Kevin Love thing, works so much is because all three of them, being Kevin Love, uh, LeBron, and Kyrie, they play the game so different. That's why it worked. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was a, he was wet behind the ear still, so he was still trying to figure out where he stood. <laughs> Sorry, Swat. He's trying to figure out where he stood um, uh, in the in the league because he didn't know at all. You know what I mean? Um, so LeBron literally could just molded him into any kind of player he wanted to be. Like LeBron could have been like, "You can do this," you know what I mean? But turns out rebounding in the NBA kind of hard. Uh, and he was this big around, you know what I mean? So it's uh. I don't think, but I don't think it's exact. I don't think it's like a you know a trade off that was equally equivalent. Um, but they still won the championships, absolutely, because you have LeBron. But, oh, no, 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 I'm not talking about like I'm talking about strictly for Minnesota. Like I'm uh, not saying like you put Andrew Wiggins uh, on the uh, gas. Okay. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Not saying that at all. Okay. I'm saying like for Minnesota, trash. It would have been trash regardless. Who's yeah, there. but at least yeah. like when when Kevin Love was there, he was putting up like 30-30 games, like which is a wild stat line. But like that kept him in the news. Like, can you see what Kevin can you believe what Kevin Love did today? But then ever since what LeBron left there in what, twenty eighteen? You talking about the Cavs? Yeah. Yeah. Haven't heard haven't heard of Kevin Love since. He, he's mean, having a resurgence this year, but he he did like disappear for three years. But you know, stuff. Wait, you know well, I, I he, was, he was kind of there, but like the Cavs are the Cavs, right? And like they weren't good, and they had what John Beeline as the coach for all of about four months. And don't forget when they benched Kevin Love for like half the season. It might oh, be more than half the they, season. He, Kevin Love took a massive contract with them too. That's why he's still and, there. And everybody was like, why would you? Why would you do that? Because everybody remembers Joe, Joe, Joe King Noah. What's in Cleveland? Who wants to stay in Cleveland? So everybody was like, why would you stay? It's not a big contract with the Cavaliers. Because everybody right now doesn't remember one person doing that besides LeBron. So that was a whole weird thing, too. So interesting yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, but back to all-star starters, guys. We already know our normal suspects. Giannis Antetokounmpo, six-time all-star. DeMar DeRozan gets number five in his first start. Mm-hmm. You guys do not love basketball because you're not cheering. Kevin I just Durant. don't feel like clapping or like cheering. I don't, like, I don't, I'm happy for DeRozan. Though. I don't clap for nobody but myself. It's because you guys are losers. Uh, Kevin Durant, 12-time all-star. Joel Embiid, five-time All-Star. Really, really weird stat to know that him and DeMar DeRozan are tied for the same amount of All-Stars. Oh, um, real quick. I'm ignorant because I remember earlier this year, my NBA MVP pick was Joel Embiid, and then I changed it to Steph Curry. I yeah. should have kept it Joel Embiid because he is killing he is eating i'm like oh my gosh i would mess up that he is dominating now Draymond green's quote of you know he's shack with footwork and touch is a little wild because like let's not pretend like shack didn't have both those things uh you think that's wild joel Embiid's uh his quote was wild more wild he's like i can be michael jordan when i want to i can be shack when i want to like like that, that, that man is special, yo. I love. I him. love the when I want tos. You know what I mean? Like uh, you 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 over here playing a a one on one basketball game with a cousin or something like that. And man, I wasn't even playing hard. If I wanted to, I could. All right, kid. All right. Hey, that that drip, that fifty piece. He, he showed everything. Look, unlike Andrew Wiggins, I actually really do enjoy uh, Joel Embiid from 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 the KU days. You know what I mean? So. He played uh, 12 games, whatever, bro. Look, yeah, he, he looked special in, those, in, the, in, the, in the one or two I saw, though. 12 so, games to show that he was a number one. He could, he could easily like, number one draft pick that year. Andrew Wiggins gave Jabari Parker the business. And that was the, that was the big matchup. Yeah, saying, so, saying somebody gave Jabari Parker the business on defense sounds a lot, better, sounds a lot more reasonable now than it did then, right out of high school. So let's... Come on now. Now it's like, yeah, Jabari Parker got cooked on defense. Back then it was Jabari Parker got cooked. Yeah, he ain't playing no defense. He doesn't believe in defense. It's against his no. Whatever. Trey Young, two-time All-Star. Andrew Wiggins with his first. We started with him. John Morant got his first in... Oh, yes. oh you, you you should clap down. This is for your uh, people. Yes, I'm very happy that this clap. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nikola Jokic, four time. Hey, you know, we just talked about Joel L. Embiid. I I want to say Joel L. Embiid is the I wanted to say he is the most skilled big man that we have in the league right now. But Jokic. Yeah. Like what passing is like far superior and I, I give Joel Embiid the like scoring edge but you can't put I think there's like maybe two centers in the entire league that can guard Jokic and if you put anybody else on him he's just gonna cook them because they're not big enough weirdly <laughs> enough people get upset when Joel Embiid becomes so finesse but he's a much more power strong uh, center than uh, Jokic is Jokic is so finesse, it's wild. Um, yeah. He looked like a Pillsbury Doughboy. Like, yeah, like if the Pillsbury Doughboy got lean. Yeah, but like not lean enough. 
You know what I mean? But like, but like that's that's what like Jokic looks like. But Embiid is just like a when he wants to, he will power you down. He will make you look little. Because yeah. as a person who stood next to him before, I am six five, and I came up to the bottom of his chest. It was the nuttiest thing ever. I was like, "What the heck is going on?" It was weird. He was so tall; it made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, like he's easily the tallest person I've ever stood next to. Easily, it's even close. As a person who stood next to Kristaps Porzingis, I am I am truly afraid to stand next to like Joel and Joel Embiid. Like that seems like a mass of humans to the point where it's like that's just gonna make me uncomfortable. It's like crazy. I'm gonna get claustrophobic. But hey, I got a question. About Cowman's man, John Moran. No, I don't know if it's a question. It's more of a statement. But we'll figure it out once we get into it. Um, so I'm looking at this man's hi- highlights. I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at this man's games and all that kind of stuff, right? And they always make a comparison to Derrick Rose. Now, I was thinking, why does this comparison fe- look accurate but not feel accurate? And my the reasons I ca- the reason I came up with is this: John Morant is, is not a folk hero like Derrick Rose is or was. Excuse me. And when I say that, the whole like Simeon left one year, went to the went to the NCAA championship, then got drafted by his hometown team, and you know. That whole, like, I'm from Chicago, born and raised, that whole lineage, like, the, the, the storytelling behind that was, like, unmatched. Like, in terms of, like, as a basketball fan, from that moment to now, I haven't felt that, right? You only feel that a couple times. LeBron's first stint in Cleveland. Even when he won championship, his first stint was much more emotionally impactful towards that degree right um uh, derrick rose for that you only felt it a couple times a handful of times and with john morant having like been around and you know he's not from tennessee he's not from memphis i, I was like i was like why because like with the eye test i'm like he's doing the exact same things derrick rose is doing He's even probably averaging more points per game. Um, he's over here windmilling. I'm like, oops, like whatever. That, that stuff is wild. Uh, he's doing all that kind of stuff, right? Incredible athleticism. But then I'm like, why do I not feel the weird investment of story that a Derrick Rose had and? Why do I feel like is whoa? I'm just watching a really good young player. You know what I mean? Uh, with there and, and you know, I'm not sure if it's like a Midwest thing versus a South thing. I'm not sure what it is, but that kind of because Calvin, Calvin can answer the best because he lives in the area. Uh, but I wasn't quite sure how that was, and that's kind of the conclusion I kind of came up with. That's that's fair, Calvin. Um, I, I hate to steal your spotlight because I know you about to slam this. This thing home. Can I can I give my two cents and then oh, you bring ahead. us home? Yeah. One thing that I feel like the reason why we don't get like the the full aspect 
dog, we were in the WGN zone being in Kansas City. Like, we were going to get pumped all of the Derrick Rose gossip. Like, yeah. naturally. Like, WGN might, have, might not have been like a big-time network, but we got every single Chicago Bulls home game. There was no way that we wouldn't have been indoctrinated by Derrick Rose. And I don't fully understand why we don't get it from Memphis. Like, it's not that far away from Kansas City. You're in Kansas City. You now, now you get it from Oklahoma, you get it from Oklahoma City. Exactly. And like th- that's part of the reason why Oklahoma City was one of my favorite teams growing up. Like they they moved over in 2008, so I get to see young Kevin Durant. Then we get Westbrook. We get everybody else. Like that's when all that comes together. For you, being like two years older, when Derrick Rose got there, you got everything from Derrick Rose. You got rookie year Derrick Rose. You got the story. Like him being a hometown kid and just having the entire Chicago market buzz around him. Like we were naturally going to get like that dropped off. Okay. Bring it home, Cal. Uh, Like I think a lot of that is fair, right? In that there's not that same, you know, like hometown kid kind of narrative, right? Um... Like, there's not that same, like, aura of, like, to, like, I guess use that nickname that, like, LeBron had for a while. Like, that chosen one kind of thing. Like, this is going to be the dude to, like, do it for us or anything. Like, like, yeah, this guy's going to take us to the promise lane kind of deal. Yeah. Um, like, and, like, some of that is just in, like, how, like, what you, like, if we're talking just stories and whatever. Some of that is just how... Like, the p- different pieces you have to construct the narrative of stuff, right? Like, uh-huh. you can make the argument on some level that there was some of that with, like, Mark Gasol. In the sense that, like, he went to Lausanne, right? <laughs> Paul played, w- was a Grizzly prior to becoming a Laker. Um, and, you know, they, like, they trade the brothers on, like, draft night or whatever. And, like, you know, Mark... They, they get Mark, you know, they add some pieces, they get Conley, you look up, and, like, Memphis is good. Um, and, like, it had, like, in the team had a distinct personality. Yeah. Um, whereas with the team we currently have, I'm not, I'm not gonna say they don't have a personality, but it's not, like, it's not quite the same as, like, grit and grind, right? Where it's just, like, this is clearly something wholly separate from like what the rest of the other league has going on we don't have anybody who you can be like oh like this dude is like on some level like a memphis dude like gasol spent a large chunk of his life like in memphis um still but hmm he's still there no he's not i no he i don't like i don't know if he still has a place here or not but like i know like he of course he hasn't been a player here in a minute but like the thing with this team now one right they're just they're it's a very young team right there is i'm sure time for some you know narrative and whatever to come through but like the players aren't you know from the area yeah and as well as like just like not the like the they're distinct, but they're not quite as distinct in the way that, like, Grit and Grind was, right? Again, you don't have that player who's, you know, that chosen one, that dude who's gonna, who's from the area, who's gonna, like, bring 
the your like the sports team like greatness or whatever um and for that in particular that's probably why it doesn't quite feel the same with morant even though like i think what was it that thing they have on like uh 531 that raptor thing uh his morant's best comparison is apparently Derrick Rose. It's like 51% or something, but it's better than everybody else. Um, and, like, you can, and, like, there are clear similarities in the just level of fearlessness, fearlessness and all of that. But, like, again, the main thing is the narrative isn't there. Yeah, I was just, I, I was just really curious about it. Um, no, both exciting players, um, both, you know, doing their thing. Derek Rose is still doing his thing uh, out right now, but just in a general in a general sense. Um, and John Moran obviously is on a crash course to success. Uh, so I can't I can't wait I can't wait to watch I can't wait to watch. Yeah, marketing guys. I know you guys didn't go to business school, but it's it's truly marketing. Uh, yeah, but like it's also like when the dude is like from from like the area. It's like it. It writes itself. Yeah. But that that helps with the sale, though. Yeah. Yep. It, it, there's, yeah. what, simplistic and complex marketing, and that's just sim- that's, that's easy. That's, that's easy marketing. Like, yeah. it's just very, very simple. That tends to be why a lot of players stay where they went to, well, let's say, around the areas where they went to the, uh, where they played at, right? And it's because they're easy marketing, right? The, the, the teams they have around them don't need to work hard. Everybody here knows you already. All right, let's go. Oh, if I grew up here, everybody here already knows you because you were you were a legend here from you know two years ago when I high in high school. All right, let's 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 go. Let's do this thing. Yeah. So when uh, John Morant wins MVP in his third year, like is no way. <laughs> no, the, the numbers outside of scoring aren't good enough. The, no, the way Jokic plays, the way Jokic plays, you really have to be dominant in in like a. In, and put up crazy numbers in one way for a whole year to beat this guy. Because he's all around just doing too much. Because right now, if if Joel Embiid isn't going on the stretch right now he's going on, instead of Curry falling off like he has because he's got a guard, it's going to happen sometimes, Jokic is running away with it. So I would normally agree with you, but... He is currently averaging better numbers than Derrick Rose did in his MVP season. And well, I, yeah, I and completely I, get it what you mean, but I'm just saying, like, no, I know he is. But one of the reasons Derrick Rose won the MVP is because of the story. Him starting the press, the press, the the press conference before the season started. Why can't it be me? You know, that, that, that whole thing of winning the MVP and then going out and having. A pretty good year, statistically, that added on to the writers being like, or whoever the people to vote for, being like, we're voting for that guy. That forget the numbers, the story helping the aspect. John Morant doesn't have that in his in his repertoire. You know what I mean? Which is, which is unfortunate, but it's reality. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, let's go back to naming the All Star starters. We got Nikola Gummy, Gummy Body Jokic. Four-time All-Star. And then we got LeBron, the best to ever do it. James, 18-time All-Star. And I never want to hear anybody mention 
anybody else for the GOAT. Sorry. Do not care about any of your other people. Um, and then we got everybody's favorite player in the world, especially Phillips. Stephen Curry, a top all-star. Hey, I, I enjoy Steph Curry. He ruined basketball, but I swear, I enjoy him. What? Sound like Stephen A. Smith, my boy. Real, real quick question. And, you know, this is kind of one topic, but not really. Um, Draymond Green said that... <coughs> excuse me. Draymond Green said... <coughs> just that man's voice. This is a man's name. My voice makes me want to cough. So, Draymond Green said that the series where he got kicked out in against Cavaliers, if he would have stayed and they would have won... He would have won NBA, or NBA Finals MVP, and the whole entire dialogue around him would have changed. Like, and, and, and for an example was, he said, and I quote, good luck not having me in the NBA Top 75. Mm. How do you feel about that? I don't know. <laughs> I like. On one hand, right, like, pretty much, like, it, it seems kind of clear to me, and maybe I'm off base, but I don't really think that, like, Clay and Steph are better when Draymond is there, right? They get easier shots, right? They don't have to work as hard for their shots. Um, the ball just moves better on the offense. And, of course, Draymond's solid defender who can defend all five spots. Um, but at the same time, right, like, it would have been one of those, th like, he would have occupied a space, I'd imagine, kind of like, like a Rodman, right? Which is to say that, like, he, wow, okay. <laughs> I, just, have, oh, I just have responses. <laughs> well, it's just like, in the sense that, you know, kind of the third wheel, you do, like, you don't do everything. Like, you're not putting up scoring numbers like that, but, like, the team is clearly better for having you around. Now, whether or not that, now, whether or not, you know, him hanging around there and, like, them getting another chip, would change the narrative around him is a separate thing almost because like I don't know like I feel like in some respect oftentimes narratives exist it to some extent separate from the reality in which they are attempting to describe um I mean I see my whole thing is this if you want to do the Dennis Rodman comparisons that's fine What's Draymond Green an all-time great at? That's my... Lee Drama's an all-time great rebounder. Draymond Green, with championships. Isn't an all-time great anything. Elite now, talk. if you wanted to put him in the Golden State Hall of Fame, be my guest. The Warriors Hall of Fame, be my guest. But, NBA overall, not an all-time great anything. Secondly, if Andre Iguodala's not in the top 75, there's no way you'll ever be. People, people want to forget the, the 76ers, Eagle Dollar. Nice. Look, I hate to do this, 
go back and look at Andre Iguodala's numbers. He made all-star appearance with 12 points a game. Okay. His, I argue, Draymond's numbers, career-wise, are better than Andre Iguodala's. I looked it up today because I, I was thinking the same thing, and I was like, oof, this does not look good. Like, Wait. I promise you, he won't allow it to happen. He won't allow it to happen. Huh? But watch... Let's have this is have Draymond play for another five years, and you'll see he won't allow it to happen because as soon as he starts dropping off, credibility gone, his career numbers start going down. All of a sudden, everybody like nope, and that's why. Listen, who I said it earlier this year on this podcast, Draymond Green was setting up to uh, have a post NBA uh, uh, broadcasting deal. Yeah. I realized it was going to be during his tenure, his tenure in the NBA, but I knew it was coming because he wants to make a transition out because he wants to make it quick. He won't have a Paul Pierce. Well, um, it's hard because he won't go from 25 points a game to six points a game. He'll go from six points a game to one point a game. Yeah, well, but I think you're co- I mean, correct. When his drop off happens, it's it's going to be it's going to be ugly. It's, but, like, I think people kind of... I mean, from a scoring point standpoint, he's already dropped off, though. But, but you got to think about the defense. That's what we're talking about. Like, if he can't play defense, in, like, he'll, he'll always have the mind. But if he's not reacting as fast, that drop-off is going to be very ugly. Like, we talking about, like, when Joakim Noah was coming back from injuries, and we were like, whoa, what is this? I will never knock the intelligence of Draymond Green. Because on court, smart guy. Off the court, smart guy. Because he's setting himself up to that drop-off that's never there. He's done. As soon as he senses it, done. Oh, I'm going to be on whatever, uh, TNT, whatever it is now, right? Immediately. Because I think a lot of people nowadays who are just like, brand new basketball fans, I don't say the last 10 years, they forget on average how bad these drop-offs get. Everybody's getting... People... LeBron's a freak. What LeBron's doing right now makes no sense, right? He's injured right now, currently, like technically right now, but just... If you saw that alley-oop behind-the-back dunk and was like, that man's been in the league for 19 years. That doesn't make physical physically. That makes no sense. All peaks, no valleys. But I saw I people are getting used or like weirdly accustomed to this LeBron drop off, and I'm like, okay. But do you remember the Joaquin drop off? Do you remember the Paul Pierce drop off? Shoot, the Dwayne Wade drop off. Like, do you remember these? And by no means am I knocking these players. These are, on average, these are things on average what happens. We just happen to be the the Dwayne Wade drop-off, right? We just happen to be seeing something ungodly, right? And Draymond Green intelligently set himself uh, apart from everybody else from doing that, from, from that, from that drop-off, 
by immediately coming up with a contingency with a contingency plan. Now, if I swear if he keeps saying these wild takes on a, this contingency plan, I'm gonna start drawing things. He does not need to be saying these wild takes about <clears throat> the issue is the wild takes are about himself. Not about anything. I'm, remember though, all NBA players, especially the role like dudes who qualify as role players, are insanely confident. Like, like insanely confident. And that's why we need realistic objectivity from the outside looking in so we can get I mean, more on this. I mean, he gives you that as long as he's not talking about himself. But doesn't everybody kind of like rod with what Draymond says for the most part, except like a few? You you were the you were the biggest Draymond hater that I, I personally know. I can't think of another person who does uh, coverage of the NBA where they're like, he's not that good. Like you, you're you're literally like the only person. And look, if we. If we take away the intangibles and just like look at Draymond as a whole, like as as a basketball player, he's he's not exemplary. But that IQ, like, makes everything else look that's amazing. Fine. No, you're right. That IQ when Steph Curry's on the floor is immaculate. Take that. Well, take, listen, my biggest argument with him, and no one has ever discredited me this because I've I've. You know me. You know me for a long time. Calvin mm-hmm. now has known me for some years, which is kind of wild, right? Mm-hmm. I have been consistent on this entire thing. If you take away the two greatest shooters of all time, arguably, and give him your average NBA shooter, who is he? He is an intelligent basketball player, specifically when he's surrounded by the greatest and we and, and I said that but I said that pre Steph Curry and Clay Thompson injury. Then he had that season where that happened. He had to play by himself, and he was called, and he was getting clowned by everybody. Mister Triple like, Single. If I may, though, one like I don't like I don't think when like you remove the shooters, his intelligence goes anywhere. But he's not the kind of player that like can like carry a team, and we know this. Right, it's like, oh, you know how to make, like, he knows how to make the right pass and get the offense moving. But like, when the dudes you're playing with are either super young or fringe G League dudes, like, right. no amount of being able to like make a team better is going to make that team good. LeBron did it, but LeBron's how many people are LeBron though? <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. How many people are LeBron? Also, how many people in that situation? have averaged more than 10 oh. points or 10 assists or 10 rebounds or double digits in any statistical category besides minutes. Plenty of people, <laughs> he did it. He also gave zero fucks that season. I don't, no, 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 no. I'm not using that example. I am not. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just putting, like, I'm still use it. I'm, Look, I'm just saying. He, he just, he did not care. He, he's on the floor. He's on the floor. I, like, I don't, I don't want to talk about your motivation. When you sub the four, I don't care if you're unmotivated or motivated. I'ma just take my take the I course. And I'm like, all right, you give me because there's been a lot of players in multiple sports that are unmotivated, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're unmotivated but don't put up numbers, that's your fault. You didn't put up numbers. I'm not mad. That's that's, that's all on you. If I'm not gonna be like, well, he wasn't motivated. If you want to put up the numbers, 
be motivated. But now, I don't well, have- I mean, like, think about it, though. You're Draymond. You've been used to, like, being in finals for, like, the last half decade. You're, like, the two, like, you're, the two best players on the team are, are hurt. The, the other dude decided to go somewhere else. You didn't like him that much anyway by the end of it. Um, like... And like your team, like you know, everybody knows your team is a, is a lottery team. You have zero reason to try. I can understand why. Now I'm not saying like don't take her data. That like what he did is what he did. I'm just saying, right? Context matters. I think that motivation does matter. Just look at dudes who like put up numbers during contract years and then just like don't as soon as they get paid. That's fine. Look, you talked about football earlier. Odell Beckham, motivated and not motivated matters. I'm not gonna just separate the two. Keep it That's all. fair, right? That's fair. Um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the same thing for everybody. And I I I think Odell gets too much hate, but I'm gonna keep the same energy for the entire thing, right? If you if your motivation isn't, uh, uh people think I'm trash when I'm by myself. Let me show them. He's like, no. Nah. I'm going to just wait it out until they get back. That's fine. Wait it out. But when, but since you did that on the court, I'm going to call when I see it. Doo-doo. Speaking of ruining basketball, though, I would like to talk about the Nets. Let's do it. Okay. Um, so, right. Had a chance to watch most of the Nets Warriors game. Not going to lie. I didn't expect it to be this close. Uh, excuse me. Right? Because you look up, no KD, right? Uh, no Harden. But they made a game out of it. It was close and like, like, like there at the end. It like, what? Kyrie put up thirty-two. Patty Mills put up twenty-four. Right now, obviously that wasn't quite enough. Even though both. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson didn't have great nights at all. And Steph yeah. Curry has been in an ugly slump. Yep, they didn't have great nights. No Draymond Green. Um, and I would just like to point this out for the dude on the podcast that doesn't understand the importance of depth. The Nets are starting DeAndre Bembry right now. Period. <laughs> <laughs> like they're starting DeAndre Bembry. They they only have Kyrie for like half the games. Since KD has been out, they have gone three of nine. All right, and none of those three wins were against good teams. Listen, okay. they are in James Harden talking about dipping out. Like. Woo. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing out there in, in Nets land. He's net, the Nets always have a really good prospect of a team for like a singular year, and then it just goes away. Yeah, they're, like, they're the Clippers of the East. Like That's hilarious. They are currently sitting at the sixth spot in the Eastern Conference right now. Who, um, what, what are the first five? The Heat, the Bulls, the Sixers, the Cavs, and the Bucks. Okay, in that yeah. order. The Cavs. Oof. Great season. Um, but, like, 
again, death matters, especially when, right? Yeah. The minute you get away from like your three main dudes, you have a bunch of um, bottom of the rotation players, some really young dudes, and the corpses of Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin. Like that, 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 that's the crew. And Blake Griffin don't even play much. Like that's the crew. Death, <laughs> death matters when health falls. I completely agree with. Uh, you. So you're talking, but so essentially, what you're saying is, hey, no, I'm not, I'm not done. Yeah. I'm not done. What you're saying is, health matters because in the 82 game season, people get hurt all every year. So death, you, there doesn't mean there, there doesn't need to be a depth matters extra. It's just depth matters because of that extra happens every year. So you might as well just, you know, unless you're unless you're even now, LeBron's getting hurt nowadays. Is this thing old? We need you to be healthy for 18 to 16 games. That's Who? it. Who? That's how long it takes to win the championship. 18 to 16 games. You gotta be yeah, in the playoffs but... first, though. Mm-hmm. We number six. I mean, we, we, we don't even have to do the play We? we. Look, look. He's, I'm, a, I'm a fan. He's, he's riding I... with the Nets in the name of entertainment value, yeah. mostly. Before, before oh, so you, you Smith. Got you. Keep going. Before Jay-Z left... I gave him five dollars, and I have a point zero 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 percent interest in the net. Did you invest? Did you not hear what I said? You ignorant, bro. <laughs> so, my franchise is squarely okay. I, you really think they're not gonna lose more games? No, no, no. They're gonna lose more games. Okay. A lot more games. No. Look okay. okay. Let's say we stay we stay the six seed. Who's the number three who's number three right now? Number three? Seventy sixers. Seventy six. That's gonna be a hard out because we ain't got no bigs. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a hard out because we ain't got no bigs. Oh we Who? So the 76ers got to give their best defender on most nights, Matisse Thibel, to either Kevin Gard- uh Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant, or when we are on the away games, which he got to do four times because we're we not going to have home court advantage. He got to lock up Kyrie Irving, which I don't think I've ever seen anyone lock up Kyrie Irving. You're right. Kyrie Irving got to so, play and getting rhythm and stuff because turns out he's human. So he got to like have, a, have you have you have you seen his numbers? Where are they? Dude. I saw I saw I saw two games where he was doing just fine. He looked like a because like he was just, he did fine. He did average for two games. So what are, what are the overall? Yeah, so he's putting up numbers. I don't have like I don't have it in front of me right now because I'm hold up. Give me. Kyrie's so doing exactly what Kyrie's supposed to do. He's supposed to give you buckets. I think. What, yeah. Are they, I think he's Would you say? They're obviously not translating, though. To win? Yeah. It's Kyrie. Of course they're not. <laughs> I love that. Exactly. He is, a, he is a tertiary piece to your offense. He is an automatic 20 to 30 point guy. Like 24, you can... 5, and 5 for the record. <laughs> what is it? 24, 5, and 5. Okay. You can walk into any single game and go ahead and pencil at bare minimum 20 points for Kyrie. 
any single night. And if we have a healthy James Harden, <coughs> I, I know I said if, and we have a healthy KD, nothing really matters. That is the that is the best big three in the entire league. That is the best big three in the East. And we just gotta, you know, not die for the defensive end. So you you will, but continue. In fairness, That's- in fairness, it looks like that they have. It looks like they might be able to go five hundred over their next ten games, assuming you know folks don't come back to play yeah. uh, through them. And that's because they will be playing Sacramento twice. They will be playing the Wizards. They will be playing. They will be playing the Wizards twice, Sacramento twice, and they'll be playing the Knicks. I'm gonna let you know that no, now we're not going 500. Let's. KD, <laughs> come back. I'll let you know that now. Let you know I was now. being optimistic. I was being. We're going optimistic. four and six. I'm telling you this now. Over ten games, we, we can go back like, in two weeks and talk about like, this. They're not because they're not getting Phoenix. I doubt they get Denver or Utah. They probably won't get Boston. They probably won't get Miami. I'm gonna let you know this now. We pop in Boston. We pop in Boston. We pop in Boston. Without KD or Harden. We pop in Boston. When did we play Boston? Uh, the twenty fourth. Oh yeah, we, we were pop in Boston. We're pop. You won't have you, you won't have Kyrie for it. We're pop in Boston. <laughs> we're pop in Boston. Put it down. Um, yeah, if you guys bet, trust me, this, we win by six. If the over under is five and a half, take the over. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, you, you've been looking at it. if you've watched the Celtics this year, trust me, we're beating them. Um, they'll find a way to lose. So, my my thing, I do not care about the regular season for this team. I don't. But uh, the regular season matters for the matchups they have to deal with. I'll say it again. I do not care about the regular season. Like, if we I'll can... in games until they're in the play-in. <laughs> who, who are you worried about in the play-in? I will, I will let you know this now. Kyrie the issue Irving, isn't about worrying Kyrie about Irving anybody. Can win us two games in a row. Kyrie Irving by himself uh-huh. can win us two games in a row. And if we got Kyrie Ar- Kyrie Irving and James oh, you, Harden, you said what? If we got Kyrie and James Harden, yeah, in the play in the play in, who who's in the play in right now? The Wizards. No, actually, Ooh. they're outside the play in. Um, oh man, that, that's the, the folks that's... currently in the play-in, like the, the seven through ten, the Hornets, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Hawks. Pop, um, pop, pop, pop. So, All of them pop. Hornets and pop. Hornets and the Hawks. Pop. I wouldn't just want to randomly play. I'm talking about a lot of you. A, a Trey Young team, I wouldn't just want to randomly play though and say that's automatic because Trey Young ignorant. So he might play. play he might pop off for. Not big numbers, but huge numbers. And Kyrie don't play no defense, so he legitimately might do it. Guess who don't play no defense? Who, guess who can't physically play defense in the NBA? Trey yeah. Young. That's so true. so they'll cancel each other out. And then who, who we got to worry about? That's John the Trey Young-led team has made a lot further, further than, than a Kyrie-led team, so let's go. Look, he won't be by himself. If you talk about Kyrie by himself... 
Hey, hey, hey. DeAndre Bembry. You're right. He, 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 he a legend. Games. You're right. He won't play some of the games. I forgot. Look, I so he'll be by himself in his room watching the game on TV, but he's not gonna. Oh, be it, occur- it occurs to me that like, if the Nets have home court advantage, and that they will not have Kyrie. That's why we gonna be fifth seed max. That's all we need. The dude was all real- strategy. Come on, now. realistically, I think it would be smart for us to go with the six seed. Our first matchup is going to be harder. I got a feeling that the 76ers won't stay there. I got a feeling the 76ers are either going to drop to the 4 seed or they're going to move up. Like, there's too much variance there. That's fair. And if they drop to the 4 seed, Joel Embiid is going to be on the sideline from time. If they go up, it's because he's being a monster. So they're but probably we, moving up. Yeah. Assuming the Bulls... We got thirty plus. We got thirty plus games left. That's all I gotta say. That's, that's a long time to be a beast. Okay. <laughs> and we and we we know we know his background. Ain't burning no bread. We, we knocking on wood out here, but we just know his background. He might just have to rest some games. Okay. And those are schedule L's. Because when we talk about Philadelphia, who else we talk about? I'll wait. Denny Green. <laughs> Bible, Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now, tell me what they do offensively. Shoot threes? Fairness, I think Harris is having something of a down year this year. And Matisse Thibel can't shoot. Like, you, you see? You see there there is like obvious holes when we talking about like the greatest offensive core that I can think of in the like the last I'll be nice and say 20 years. Well, I don't care. They don't play together, so don't make do it. And we don't need them to. I think you do though. Like the minute you get into the seven Bro, game series. Go look 100%. Okay, when we get to a given seven game series, we'll have at least two of them. And we already saw what happens when just two of them play. When they only played seven games together last season, like it's it's not really a it's not a good. One match. of them has to be Durant, though. Did you see? Go look up the record when it's just Harden and Kyrie. We're winners there too, baby. This is, I'm not about to look it up mostly because like I feel like I'm have to do more digging than I want to do. Yeah, you will. But, uh, like, they've had, like, during this, like, three and six skid they've been on since KD has hurt, they've had Harden for for some of these games. Like, okay. it hasn't, like, I'm, I'm just saying, like. I, look, I didn't say either of those guys were winners by themselves. <laughs> I never said, I would never say that. I we, can't. we've, we know historically they are not. They are singular offensive talents that we've never seen before. When they got KD, oh, best offense in twenty years. The 76ers of Seth Curry. Ooh, I'm oh no, no no no! I'm just it, it just <laughs> occurred to me one because like he's always a super cold shooter in when I play the games and in real life he's shooting forty one percent. But like he he's short in forty eight percent from the corner three. When nobody's on them, but I don't care because it's not like we're gonna play defense. 
Go well, well look up his career high. I'm not scared of him offensively. But here's but in a seven here's the problem though. Seven game series, right? You're going to have to you're gonna have to try to do something about Embiid. And when you send multiple dudes, who's gonna be there waiting for the ball? Seth Curry. Put, probably putting up career numbers against a non-existent defense that is trying everything it can to pretend that it is actually there. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know something right now. We not double teaming. Oh, then y'all are losing the series. No, we not. Like I, I guarantee you, he is going to. If if we see him, like if the playoffs were to happen today, in KD. Like, fully healthy or even even 80 percent they got james harden we got kyrie for the four games that we're in philly Embiid's gonna average 50 he's averaging 50 17 and four no, i won't. feel like he's gonna and have he, more. no he won't because he'll at some point he'll go mm, i'm dominating down here but i think i might want to shoot a three and then then he'll start playing stupid like that he does he does it every time Okay, so 45. <laughs> you average 45, 17, and 4. In the core of James Harden, Kyrie, and James Harden, we're going to average 80. You. We win. But, like, uh, it's not just that. remember basketball, like, there's still other dudes on the team. And let's be real. All right, Seth Curry and Tyrese Maxey are both averaging, like, are both 40% shooters. If, like, you're going, you, when, like, at some point they're going to collapse on Embiid. Your right? man can't pass. He can't, he can't, he's not he a passer. He passes well enough. You just wait for the double team and, like, throw it to the, throw it to the closest shooter. They'll be wide open. Hey, we got one of the greatest defensive minds on our, on our bench in Steve Nash. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> we'll figure something out and then if worst come to worst we'll ask Mike D'Antoni what to do I feel like this is like confirmation bias at this point like oh, you no, just no. This, this is me cracking jokes I I think I just think that core cannot be trifled with offensively oh. Patty Mills is going to be Patty Mills during big game situations we can pencil him in for 15 and 20 DeAndre DeAndre, damn. He's still uh, just there. Let's be real. He's a warm body. <laughs> Go look at the numbers. I'm pretty sure he's close to averaging double digits. He's averaging like five a game. He's averaging five a game? Yeah. It's halfway to double digits. So, <laughs> so between, <laughs> between those straws, five people. Grasp with some straws. Look, between those five people, that is 105 points. I haven't even begun to mention Speedy Claxton, who will inevitably not do a lot, but he is going to try really hard. He's about all the defense y'all have. <laughs> I'm not worried about defense, baby. Are we still talking about offense? Because the only thing you got to do to win this game is put points on the board. You don't have to stop anybody. You just got to score more. And that's what the Nets do. It helps that it's that it helps when there's it defense helps. you can play to slow the other team down. It helps when you don't have the greatest scoring core in 20 years. And I'm being light by saying 20 years. If we if we go look through history 
if we're talking about career averages for three players, I doubt anybody has higher career averages than Wait, those does three that matter? players. Was they on the same team together? Doesn't Is matter it? at all. Huh? What the the numbers that they score when they're the average when they're on a team together matter, not when they're not for a career pre them being on a team together. Yeah, it's not like you're getting Kevin. It's not like you're giving the scoring averages of Kevin Durant from Oklahoma City, uh, uh, James Harden from Houston, and Kyrie from the Cavs. No, forget that. You got to have the scoring averages that they've been producing together for the Nets, not their best altogether. That that stat wouldn't matter. All right, and then we go to Kevin Durant, who's the most consistent offensive force probably ever in, in the NBA. He's averaging thirty. He's averaging thirty. That's fine. Consistent, though? LeBron's on year 19. Don't okay. say consistent to me. Okay, look, look. I get, I get what you mean. I get what <laughs> you mean. A... I don't like LeBron like that, Blake. Come on now. Kevin, Kevin Durant has averaged 27 points for the last, let's say, eight years. Sure, last eight years and take off some time for when he was injured. When he was injured, how many points had did, did, has, has LeBron scored for nineteen? I I, I get what you're mm-hmm. talking about. We're okay, okay. Let's say James James Harden could. I mean, LeBron James could be in this conversation too because that's what we're doing. We're doing about what about isms. No, we're talking well, about a, a singular person. What is this talking to me like that? What? If we're talking oh. about a singular person, it is Kevin Durant when it just comes to pure scoring. Okay. LeBron is an offense. LeBron James is an offense. You're right. Kevin Durant, does not matter what scheme you are in, that is 27 points. Okay. And he's averaging 30 this year. What's that mean, though? Towards, towards your overall point. Because your overall point... I think he's, a, he's assuming that's that's KD a, this, gets healthy. <laughs> But your overall point has nothing to do with just Kevin Durant. It has everything to do with the other two variables to the equation. Yeah. And, and one of those variables will be gone every home game. Yeah, and we will lose every home game. Well, he's still you might be okay if, if KD is playing. And you, right. say you, look, you say you'll lose most home games, but you expect to win all away games. But you, if you expect to win all away games, that's not gonna work because okay. Kyrie might be able to get I don't uh, listen, listen I don't care what James Harden's numbers are this year he's looked off when plays he's looked off and I don't trust him apparently he wants to get out so 23-10-8 for James Harden yep and that's 23 points good 8 rebounds uh, and, that's, and, that's, and that's, 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 that's that's 3 points that's really good and 17 assists. But they have to play the games together. I don't know. I don't know. They they could be all-time good, or they could be fine. I don't know. I would just like to say that if, you know, the Nets had death, like the Grizzlies did, they, they, would, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be playing like trash right now. That's- Galvin, name the Grizzly <laughs> that has a ring. Shut up. shut up (laughs) hey look your boys might have rings but they don't have rings together and that's what matters 
and one of them wasn't the dude on the team that got him his ring. Who? Who, who are we talking about? Kyrie Irving. He was you, important, but like, let's let's be real. Hey, take away take away Kyrie Irving's three. Yeah. How, how many chips they got in, in Cleveland? I'll wait. Okay. I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> All I'm saying is if you if you have to depend on Kyrie in the playoffs, y'all will be going home early. <laughs> no, you this is I think this is the issue. We look most people look at Kyrie as a point guard, a person who actually needs the ball. Oh no, he's he's not a point. Exactly. The minute you think of him singularly as a scoring option, Kyrie Irving is one of the best assets to any team. That is literally someone you can give the ball to at any time and just be like, go get a bucket. He is a very good player and he very much does have his uses. I'm just saying, like, again, you can't depend on him to carry you through a playoffs. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. We need 16 games. I can guarantee you, Kevin Durant can give you 10. Why are you putting so much faith in him? And KD? Why? I get KD. Why haven't we? I don't get Kyrie. When has he proved to have faith in him? Since LeBron won him that championship. Wait, are you, you talking about Kyrie? Yes. Yeah. I get the faith in KD. I don't get the uttermost faith in Kyrie. I don't even get the utmost faith in James Harden because he does not come up clutch when it matters. Why do you think I have not mentioned him? We, <laughs> we need a we need a big point guard. But James but Harden is him. James but Harden is an incredible pass. Fine with mentioning Kyrie. Y'all y'all missed like the antithesis of what I've said. No no no. I get what you're saying. All you want to do is give Kyrie the ball. And let him score. And like the other that is there are worse strategies. But, yeah, but like isn't that the point, thing about Kyrie though? Is that like he will mentally mess your team up? It has nothing to do with on the court stuff. It's always off the court stuff him. Like locker room stuff. Is that is that the whole deal with Kyrie though? As, yeah. Have you heard a single issue since he's been back? I argue that every time the issue is he can't be back for every game. Listen, I yeah. argue that every time that Kyrie has been an issue to a team Stop. outside of the year in the Celtics has been a media thing. Listen, it's been a media. No, thing. listen, no, no, listen. To this the issue you can't go. Have you heard about any issues with Kyrie, excluding the biggest issue with Kyrie this season? You can't do that. The issue with Kyrie. Is the fact that he won't be playing away game or home game, excuse me. And that is, I don't, you are, have blind faith right now, which I kind of appreciate, but it's blind faith. For some reason, you don't think that matters. When it comes to the finals, all the games matter. You're playing against the best of the best of the best that season. All those games matter. You're also okay. basically guaranteeing at least five games in every series. Like if you if you if if what if your argument is okay, we're going to win the home games, and like correction the away games, 
and let the home game slide mostly. That's at Ky- least five games. Kyrie will rest. Ky- Kyrie will be well rested. Everyone else won't. <laughs> like, that's, and that's not a good thing. Look, you guys are one hundred and ten percent correct in everything you have brought up. <clears throat> but I also want you guys to go back and realize the only time I've even got close to mentioning the Western Conference is saying sixteen games. That's the closest. I've ever even tried to mention without the West. Kyrie for those home games, they won't beat the Milwaukee Bucks or the Bulls. Or probably the Suns. Assuming they get that far. They won't get without without Kyrie or they have to play perfect to get by the Bulls, to get by the Heat, and to get by uh Milwaukee. Especially Milwaukee. Y'all watched last season, right? And they're not going to play perfect. You watched last season, right? I did. Did you think that was perfect? Did you? Um, I think not not perfect by any means. What? Dog. They almost went to the finals. With KD. KD's foot was a half a size smaller. You you know it's a three. It's a it's a three. It is a it is a single three that could what have happened? changed everything because it was literally it was what happened. What happened? You said perfect. What we happened? We were a toe, no, no, no. We're a toe no. away. We were a toe nail away. We're and it's not perfect. Away. In reality, in do you, reality, do you think we about to get the injury bug like that again? In reality, probably. No. Reality. Listen, we all like, got hurt in the not, not we all got Kyrie. hurt the same game. Not from Kyrie because every other day he kicked up on the couch. Everybody else, that's up in the air. James Harden getting these hamstring stuff. It don't matter. The reality is, they didn't go to the finals. The Milwaukee Bucks did. And that gave Giannis what? Confidence. Which is, and listen, and I don't care what anybody says. You watched the playoffs last year. You watched that final game from Giannis. That was one of the best games I've ever seen with my own eyes. Personally, from an individual player. We were there together. In a... Playoff uh, in, a, in a playoff series, that's all fine and dandy. That you know the Kyrie can miss every other game, and that you're not beating the Milwaukee Bucks like that. And I don't think you're beating the Bulls that way. Perfectly example. I don't think I think you are personally. Like the Bulls guards can d up, can play really good defense on elite guards, take away elite guards from those, some of those games, and they're d'ing up their supporting roster. I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? Like, perfect. I don't think it's... Also, like, if, if I was the, an opposing team, I probably wouldn't play defense on anybody that wasn't one of your big... That that wasn't Harden, KD, or Irving. Except maybe Joe Harris. Everybody else, if they get theirs, it's what... It, oh, I forgot, about, I forgot about I forgot about Patty Mills. I forgot about Let Patty Mills. Let someone else... Patty Mills. We, we have five people that can give you 20 on a given night. I'm just, I'm just saying... And that's Man, I'm and so, we, we're not I'm even not talking about Harris it. isn't healthy <laughs> yet. We got thirty more games. It's if a bit different if he out for the whole season. If and I, I get it. Two sides of the court. Chemistry. Yeah, you're right. No, no. Oh, it's not, I'm not even talking court. about chemistry. It's just Everybody like, you said doesn't play defense. Not one. Yeah. There's two sides. So as soon as you get a team that got bucket getters and go getters, uh, Milwaukee got three guys. 
that don't just score, or the guy, two guys specifically, that don't just score, they do a lot of other things. We talking about Drew Holiday, the offensive player again? Why are we doing that? We, 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 we literally saw one game the entire playoffs where he was a star-studded offensive player. But he was D'ing up the best player every single time, and I mean locking up, not D'ing up. And then you have Giannis going to do everything. Stop, stop, stop. You are a blinded. You barely got away from the net. Blinded. Barely got away from the net. Bandwagon fan right now. I don't know where it came from. I don't know where it came from. I think he just likes the chaos they create. Okay. I do. (laughs) Also, like a super big KD fan. Look, this is another thing that I think you guys are forgetting. At the beginning of the season, I said the Nets would win. Two weeks later, I knew I was wrong. Um, a week later, we did this podcast, and I decided to double down. I do not care what any logical thing has to be said about this. I am going to root for them until they lose, and they have a compelling argument of why they did lose. Until then, until June, until June, I'm rocking with my boys. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. I respect it. I'm not feeding. I'm not feeding into this chaos. Okay. Too late. You fed into the chaos for thirty minutes. Yeah, we like the ship sailed. <laughs> no more. No more. <laughs> uh, I forgot. I'm super stubborn, huh? Like I, I don't know. The thought never crossed my mind. I'm just like, okay, I'm like I'm just diametrically opposed to the Nets on principle. Yeah, this, I'm not that's, doing it. That's because you guys, <laughs> you guys value two-way basketball to a great deal and I completely get it I do not I think because of my job in particular Mm -hmm. unless you have a true defensive culture and a a a group or core of special defenders where like at least four people on that team can really play defense or B, you have the greatest defensive scheme known to man. Defense at a certain level doesn't matter. Think of the defenses that have affected Kevin Durant. The best the best defense I've ever seen played on that's Kevin Durant fair, though, by the way. was by... That's not, that's not fair. To say, I, you know, think of a defense... No, to say that and then go... Think of a defense that has affected the great score of this generation. Like there, there there's a lot less than him. Because uh, I can think of it, so I, I can think of a defense that, that that's affected James Harden, right? Yeah. I can think of a defense that's uh, uh, affected Kyrie by isolating, by making sure everybody else did nothing, and Kyrie did everything, which is not going to win you a basketball game. I, I I can think of a defense like that, but. You can't just pick out the greatest and then say defense is non-existent. But okay. I'm also not being to the chaos, so I'm going to lean back. <laughs> okay. Listen to me. As you say this, I'll use something that you guys used earlier. When all three are on the floor, you can't do this one thing that stopped James Harden. Cool. Take James Harden out. Give the <laughs> ball to the greatest scorer of this generation. Like, generation and a half. Or the guy who is literally going to give you 25 points 
if you go one-on-one. You can't take away all three. Argument. The, the Especially best. given the level of defense that they don't play, you probably don't need to. Who? I cannot think of another team that's not spe- specifically in the East. I can't think of another team that can match them um, offensively. I can't. I can't think of I can't think of a three core. I can't think of it. when we go if we go all the way to five. Talking about Kyrie, James Harden, KD, uh, Patty Mills, and Joe Harris. You cannot. I can't think of another five guys that can have a scoring output as high as them in the entire league. Like we would have to go out west to even start to think about teams and in those situations there is one guy who is so much of an offensive hub where it's where it's magical like chris paul to like a lesser extent in this group offensive hub he can he can generate 50 points a game easy we go on to lebron james he can generate 50 points a game Easy. Jokic generates 50 points a game. Easy. We look over in the East. There's two people. There's two people that have a chance to generate 50 points a game singularly. And that is Joel Embiid. Now he put Giannis on here lightly. Like, I feel like Giannis is a step below them as far as generating offense in themselves. So that's that's why I have so much faith in them. I get like all the other stuff has to happen, but his injuries were halfway through the season. All them boys got to get healthy. It's just going to happen eventually. Like talk talk to me late April. Talk to me mid May. I might be singing a different tune. I don't know. I don't you probably, probably won't be. I don't think yeah, you're probably right. No, look, if we get the diagnosis that when them are out for the rest of the season, hopefully not though. Yeah, Put not the, look. Hopefully not. Yeah, that'd be bad. If we if we get that though, then I'll I'll rock with the Nuggets, but that ain't happening yet. So the McNuggets. Sorry. I'm happy in Brooklyn, baby. Y'all, we 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 did almost two hours off All Star starters. Yeah, that's good did. content, baby. We did, and Philly got to go eat Benny. You, oh guys, thank you for tuning into another episode <laughs> of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. I have been your host, Alan Prediger Jr. In front of me are my two best friends in the world. They're going to go ahead and sign us out. All right. Um, once again, you know, I'm Calvin McGowan. Pleasure to be here, y'all. Um, you know, joining us on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, do something in the comments. Uh, you can, as always, listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, and enjoy the rest of your week. Yep. And I'm Philip Dixon, a.k.a. Rihanna's actual baby daddy. 
And, uh, you know, I'm here, we're here having a good time talking basketball every single week. Subscribe down below, click that bell for notifications, the whole entire thing. I watch too many YouTube videos, as you can tell, and let's keep it going. That baby forehead is going to be humongous. <laughs>